Sonho enforquecido, genuíno. Nanny starring Nate and Adam this week and now Adam Wilson and Nathan Frizzell thank you Emily Ann Heinemann for that incomplete introduction thank you for that lackadaisical lackadaisical huh is that the yeah. word is it lackadaisical yes it is La- it's, I always want to say lackadaisical. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. How many shows in a row does that make that we have uh, started off with within eight seconds making fun of black people? At least two. I can think I, of two right off uh, the top of my head. Because I think it might be 38, but anyway. Um, <laughs> at any rate, uh, welcome to the Bicoastal Hootenanny starring Nate and Adam. I am and Adam, Adam Tootenanny Wilson, that is, in Brooklyn, New York, where it is currently 46 degrees Fahrenheit and sunny outside. And I am starring Nate Frizzell in Los Angeles, California, where it is sunny and blue skies all around with a chance of rain later on today and 59 degrees. Jack Frost is nipping at my nose. <laughs> the frozen tundra of Los Angeles, California. Um, <laughs> it's pretty. It's I, I don't know what it is. You know, I've visited like New York and uh, I've been to Chicago in winter. And those places are cold. Don't get me wrong. But there's something about it when it drops below 60 out of here. I just feel colder. Like, at least there, I'm expecting to be cold. Out here, it's like this dry cold, and I'm just, I don't know what to do with myself, and it's not supposed to be this cold out here, and um, everybody starts wearing their parkas. <laughs> we, we don't know how to react out here. Uh, it's got to be psychosomatic in a way. I mean, it's like yeah. we're, we're, we're making it up in our mind. Like, it's something we're making up, so we're, we're making ourselves crazy over it. But then, in the, on the other hand, if, before you leave the house in, uh, in Milwaukee, you, you dress for the occasion. Way more than yeah, sure. Parkas really in L.A. Really is. I mean, are you serious? Like people wear parkas out there. You're, you're not. You can say yes. Are you nodding? You know, they can't see you nod, Nate. No. <laughs> this is a podcast. They can't see you nodding at me. Okay. You're still nodding at me. Are you? What, is something wrong? It's. Uh, it's not that there is a. Um, it's not that there are actual parkas. Uh, just that there are uh, big, heavy coats that don't really seem to fit the okay. climate. No, but seriously, eight seconds ago, did you have a stroke? What happened to you there? No, I think there actually is a bit of a delay. Oh, not anymore, because you just responded to me perfectly there. It, now there's not okay. a delay. Fine. Okay. Okay, great. <laughs> the magic of science and technology. <laughs> it, was, it was very frightening uh, for a second. I thought you were going to go the way of John Quincy Adams. Sorry, too soon? Too soon? No. Okay. Oh, leave that man alone. What um, did he ever do to you? Uh, well, I think that his career as the ambassador to Prussia was a bit incomplete, and I think he half-assed it, and I think he got the job only because of who his dad was, if, well, you, if I must say. Hence the Cold War. And he looked a lot like Don Rickles, if you really think about it. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, but, um, okay, uh, uh, as you heard in our announcement, our half-assed announcer uh, is in the Virgin Islands. She's on vacation. We'll Hopefully we hear more of her uh, later in the second uh, in the second half of the show. Uh, Nate, how was your week? 
my week was grand. Uh, I'm preparing for Halloween, as you know. Uh, I, I'm very, uh, I'm very childlike in my wonder of Halloween. Uh, you know, we had uh, we had a fun episode of uh, Frizzle Friday this week. Uh, Spooktacle. Oh yeah, that's good. Where? Uh, and yeah, uh, just uh, uh, just getting ready. I, I haven't really settled on my costume yet, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I have some options. And uh, there's been a lot of drinking and a lot of parties. Right. I've rehashed some old costume options for those parties, and I, I unveil the new one on Thursday. Uh, let me ask you something though. I mean, didn't I mean you didn't already like have Halloween like a Halloween party for this past weekend because this was this was Halloween weekend. You know? Yes, I did. I had a there were a couple, uh, uh, and like I said, I rehashed old uh, costumes for that. But on Thursday, on the actual night on Thursday. Um, you know, they, they, they block off a really huge part of uh, Santa Monica Boulevard out of mm-hmm. here and just thousands of people go. It's like a, like a street fair almost, excuse me, a street fur. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, they, it, there's not many times of the year where you can actually walk in the streets in Los Angeles without being plowed through by an Asian driver. Uh, but this is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's a brilliant idea for a costume. I should go as an Asian driver. Oh wait, that's offensive, isn't it? I don't. Care. I go as an Asian. Anything. Uh, no Asian stuff. I think you can get away with actually, because you could be a ninja. Really? Like I've been a ninja before as a Halloween costume. You're just like a generic ninja. That's Asian automatically, right? Uh, what? No, like there was like Johnny Cage. Wasn't he technically a ninja? I guess. But like, what's more offensive? I, I guarantee. By the way, I guarantee if you went as um, let's say, what's more offensive if you go in like straight blackface? Which we all, you yeah. know, we all agree. Like we know how that would go over, blackface, uh, like like we're talking Al Jolson blackface, or if you <laughs> went as uh, Mao Zedong, you know, right? Is, who right. who killed what fifty million people? Um, what's well, more? Well, he offensive? was also sort of asking for it too. Yeah. Right? You know, he's and, asking but, to be a fe- the the target of offense. Right, but now here, you know, here here's the irony: people would sh- people would uh, be more offended at the Mao uh, costume. You know why? Because they'd say you're fat shaming. That's the irony. They would say that that's the more offensive one because you're making fun of fat people. They'd hit you. With, it would be a double-edged sword. They'd hit you with fat and racist. Right. That's right. Because you were a fat hater, then they'd be like, oh, well, you're also racist, too. Look yeah. at that. Um, um, you're right. You're, there's definitely a, a, a scale there. Uh, you know, uh-huh. like if I went as Fu Manchu, it wouldn't be so bad as if I went as, you know, as you say, Al Jolson. Right. Uh, okay. Um, How about you? How was your week? Oh, it was fine. Let me tell you something. There's a place called Daisy's Diner in Park Slope, Brooklyn, and uh, I go there once in a while. And um, yeah, you've talked about it before. I think you and I may have been there before, actually. Yeah, um, so I'm there, and I'm at a table. I, I usually like being in a booth, and like there'll be a, there's a booth. You know, there's a row of booths on one end, and another row of booths on the other end, and then there's tables in the middle. So there's two aisles. You know what I mean? On either side of the table. Yes. And I like being. I mean, I guess not that I'm. What's the opposite of claustrophobic? Agoraphobic. No, agoraphobic is when you're afraid to go outside. Okay. Well, anyway, so, yeah, I guess that's I, also. Cl- oh yeah, maybe so. Maybe that is then. Anyway, I guess. I'd rather be in a booth, tucked away, than in the open at a table. Just a preference. No fear no, I, or anything. But yeah. I'm with you on that. Okay. I, I I always feel like somebody's gonna stab me in the back if I sit at a table. Right. We we've seen mob movies. Those are realistic. Anyway. Right. So um, and you're sort of like you know one eighth Italian or some shit. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> or you know, fifty percent. Yeah, you know, I, know, I know, I know. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm uh, eating, eating my, um, eating my um, meal or whatever, and I don't know. I just observe that I'm, I have everything. I've made sure to have everything I have, like my drink, salt shakers, and my plate, and everything, 
confined within only a fraction of the width of the table. Like the table is say, say the table is three feet wide. I've got six inches on either side of the table that I've I've cleared out that I'm not using, and I figured out why, because every time the waitress walks by, her ass sort of hangs over the table as she walks Uh-oh. by. Yeah. Um, because so if I used the whole table, something would be knocked over by her ass. Now that she got that fat ass. Hold on, hold on. Well, there's two factors here. Now that we're in New York City, so real estate is um limited, it's scarce. You know. Um, scant, scarce, limited. Yes. So, uh, so um, maybe the average aisle in your grocery store in New York is is uh, narrower than your average aisle in Plano, Texas. Okay. Uh, and then also we're in America and we are excelling in something these days more than more than in past days, and that is uh, being being a bunch of fat slobs. We're we're way fatter than we used to be. Uh. But uh, hey, uh, I'm I was furious by the end of my my first of the waitress. She did a fine job and everything, but I was like, hey, diner, um, either um, either open up the space or hire chicks that can fit through the aisle without knocking over my food with their fat asses. Uh, I was furious. I'm I can't I haven't stopped thinking about it. I've been obsessing over this constantly. Yeah. And to those who think that I'm fat shaming, yes, I'm fat shaming. I'm tired of it. I don't even. I don't even think you're you take fat up, shaming. Yes, I don't care. I am. I'm. I'm owning it. You take up more space than everybody else. More space than everybody else. And the minute you're, and then we're to the point where people say that people call out their doctors for say for like, hey man, you know, I think you should lose some weight. What? Don't bully me. I'm proud of my body. Fuck you. Stop watching Melissa McCarthy and being inspired. Okay, it's 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 enough. I'm tired of it. We're so fat. We're so unhealthy. We're going to die. And plus, when uh, when your boy's health care plan, uh, you know, implements itself next year, we're all going to have to pay for this shit. So get on a fucking treadmill. Stop stuffing your face with, with double stuff, candy corn Oreos and exercise. And stop knocking over my drink with your fat ass. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, no, you know what? God bless you for bringing the subject up. It is something that needs to be discussed because yeah, I'm a hero. That... I'm, a, I'm a hero. I'm an absolute hero. You are a hero. And you know what? You know what else is on this level? I don't want to see people's cracks anymore. No, I that's fine. No, no, no. I disagree. That's awesome. Okay, no, keep, keep no, going. it's not. No, because you know what? It's inevitable. It's the cracks that you see that you don't want to see. You know, it's like it's hot women aren't walking around with their ass sticking out of their pants. There you have pants. No, yeah, fit. Yeah, yeah. Well, hold on. The hot women, they have their ass sticking out the bottom of their pants. Right, so it's, it's just and a which different, is, which different, part of, different part of the ass, and that's polite. You know that that <laughs> part polite. of the ass. Is that the word for it? <laughs> that part of the ass is totally uh-huh. fine and socially acceptable. And at some point, it's, it's actually not even ass; it's labia. <laughs> Back labia. Um, yeah, but uh, but 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 crack, and it always seems to happen to to people who the the the, the ladies who can't. I don't think that they want to admit that they shouldn't be buying a certain size pants anymore, but <laughs> they it. don't, and suddenly they can't fit in them. So mm-hmm. half their ass is sticking out. It's like, oh, don't nobody want to see that. Oh, it's denial. It's pure denial. You're right. It's it, what it, it is. It is. They don't want to admit. I mean, look, we've all got those friends on Facebook who um, they never seem to post current pictures of themselves on Facebook. They post pictures <laughs> yeah. of themselves 15 years ago in college when they were skinny, and you're like, oh, I wonder what she looks like now. Click, 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 Facebook. Photo stock, pick stock. 
Oh, I don't know what she. Oh, she must be huge and fat. She must be like she, she's a she's a walrus. Okay, that's what it is. And, and then you like randomly see her in a grocery store, you know, and she's like Adam, and you're like, who are you? Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Uh, hi. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, like we're we're to the point. Like I've heard this. I, I can't confirm this. I, I want to ask somebody who's currently in the military, but I've heard that even drill sergeants in the army aren't allowed to, um, um, you know talk about weight like you can't like a drill sergeant you can't come up there well if it isn't mr chubby motherfucking fat ass drop your fat ass down all drill sergeants are black in my world by the way because uh <laughs> but uh you know they cl- they clench it get your fat ass down there do me some push-ups you fat motherfucker you can't do that <laughs> how far we've come from uh arlie ermy in full metal jacket mm-hmm. what the fuck is that private pile is that a jelly donut are you supposed to be eating jelly donuts you fucking fat body <laughs> yeah that's right so great now we're gonna have um now we're gonna have uh you know all, all, every soldier is gonna look like oliver hardy from now on uh <laughs> <laughs> hey but at least we're gonna have a sensitive military that's that's exactly what this country needs mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we're fighting you know, uh, terrorists from the other side of the world. We're going to have sensitive soldiers. Mission accomplished. Richard Gere. Way to go. General General George Patton is spinning in his grave. General Dr. Dr. Uh, what's that fucking the, 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 the bald guy from Oklahoma? Dr. Uh, Oprah's friend. God damn it. Dr. Kevorkian? No. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean Dr. Phil? Yeah, Dr. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Phil. Okay. Yeah. Uh great. Hey, uh I'm tired of uh I'm tired of making fun of fat people and I want <laughs> So let's you know what we should do? We should step into somewhere. Oh no. Don't say it. Rude. I'm not, not going to say anything. I'm just saying that uh the man whose office into which we will step was uh was no size 0. That's all I'm saying. Uh he was a larger man. Sure. Uh let's uh let's step into uh <laughs> let's step into JD's office. Talk about some JD, movies. thanks for having us. Pay no attention to my co-host. You, you've never cast him in a play and he's a little bitter. Uh, I don't know that I ever auditioned for a play he directed. He's <laughs> too busy doing improv shows. <laughs> well, uh here we go. Right into uh, JD's office. Adam, you and I have both seen the atrocity that was Curry. Atrocity, my ass. Oh, 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 dear. Are we about to disagree? Um, Curry. First off, uh, I went with uh, I went with Elena and her brother. And uh, guess where we went, by the way? Please tell me you went to Harlem. Yes, we did. Had a boy. Uh-huh. We went to the late showing, the ten thirty showing. A couple of like fourteen-year-old uh, black kids came up to us right beforehand. So, like, excuse me, sir. Can you like? Uh, can you be our guardian so we can get into the movie? And I said, "Fuck off!" No. <laughs> and he's like, "Why not?" And I was like, "Hey, everybody on the face of the earth had to wait the exact same amount of time before they turned 18. So fuck off." Wow. Okay. They're crusader for social justice. Like, it's not my. It's not my fault. You don't know who your dad is. So kiss my ass. Okay. Oh, <laughs> you're going straight to hell. Straight to hell. Right. Anyway, the um. Uh. So. I'm like, hey, guys, just go form a hip hop trio and then start working on the subway <laughs> and sell and sell 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 Welch's fruit snacks on the subway. Have you ever seen Welch's fruit snacks not on the subway? I don't even know what those things are. I've never seen them in the store. But every time I'm like, yo, my name's Demetrius. I'm 15 years old and I go to Cardinal Hayes High School and I play basketball and I'm selling Welch's fruit snacks for a dollar a pop. This is this is all to keep me off the off the street 
and not selling drugs. I'm like, you can just not sell drugs anyway. I mean, that's fine if you want to sell fruit snacks, but <laughs> the fruit snacks aren't what's keeping you from selling drugs. That's your choice. Anyway, okay. And by, by, back in my day, I went and got a job. It was at Burger King, but it was a fucking job. I filled out a damn job application. It wouldn't work somewhere. Welch's fruit snacks on the subway? Anyway, that's these kids. Okay. Um, so back to the movie that we were okay. <laughs> stepping in here to talk about. Uh, Elena and Alex and I, we had all never seen the original Curry. I've never seen, I've never seen the original. Uh, okay. So this is all news to me. It was great to see what I assume is the Nickelodeon version of, of Carrie. <laughs> so here we are. Uh, I, I'm assuming you go, yeah, you're rolling your eyes. I can see you sort of agreeing with me. Uh, let me tell you something. Um, we'll talk about this more in balls, but uh, Missouri and South Carolina played this past weekend. And three-quarters of the way into the game, Missouri had shut out South Carolina. South Carolina had put up a complete dud. And then in the fourth quarter, they kicked ass and came back and won in overtime. Much like this movie, it was an hour and a half of complete shit, of complete Disney Channel bullshit. And then it turned into the most awesome heavy metal video ever, where you got a hot 14-year-old chick, or I guess she's 17 or something because she's a senior, or she's probably 15 because she skipped a couple of grades because her mom made her read all the time. Um... But only the Bible and like stuff by um, uh, Joyce uh, or Joel, Ost- Joel, yeah, Joyce Brothers, Joel Osteen, you know those guys. Anyway, yeah. so um, no, 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 Joyce Brothers. Uh, she wears makeup, and cuts her hair. That's not good. Okay, that doesn't <laughs> yeah. fly. That doesn't fly with um, um, Great Aunt- Satan, Amber Waves. Who's the Who's the mom with Julianne Moore? That's right. Okay, so <laughs> Amber Waves. I love it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Amber Waves. Uh, the years have not been kind to her. Okay. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I thought I thought it was great. One thing about this movie, um, and this is all ba- it's based on a book. But yes, we're here. We are in 2013, and then the the really ugly chick that gets kicked out of the prom. That guy, she is fucking ugly. God, that is a fugly chick. You remember that chick? Okay, uh-huh. she gets kicked. I can't remember her name. They go out and kill a pig, and and um, you know, collect some pig's blood to pour on uh on Carrie at the prom when she gets uh, crowned uh, homecoming queen, right? Mm-hmm. Or homecoming prom queen. Um, a bucket of water would have sufficed. You know what I mean? That would have been equally embarrassing. <laughs> you can just get that. You can get that at, at the water fountain right before you do this prank. You don't have to go um, kill a pig, which is pretty gruesome. It's pretty. That's a lot of calories you're burning. And uh, I'm ah. ass, I'm assuming they did not collect the meat from that pig and like make bacon out of it. In which case, I'd be like, oh, okay, fine. If you eat the animal, that's fine. If you want to go ahead and play a prank with the blood, okay. What do you think about this movie? First, okay, first three quarters bullshit. F- fourth quarter came through at the end. Uh, I love Carrie. I'm going to have a crush on her when she turns 18. She's 16 right now. Go ahead. What's up? That's your analysis? Yeah. Um, I, uh, I say 100% bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I'd be interested to see what you think if you watch the original. Mm-hmm. Because the original, which was made in, I think, 76, sure. is, is quite possibly one of the finest horror films ever made. Just in terms of like just a, a really well done movie. Mm-hmm. And so if you're going to remake something like that, you know, I mean, first of all, they, the, the direction that the director of this remake took was to make it like a message on bullying because she took a couple of liberties mm-hmm. with the story that were not in the book or the original. That's what I figured. Uh, it was, I was like, this, this is a PSA for bullying. This is really well, what that is. I mean, so maybe that serves well. Maybe they should just show this in ninth grade when high school starts to every kid. Go like, by the way, if, if, you believe the, if you believe that kid over there in the corner, he's going to kill all of you. So everybody be nice to him, okay? Which is fine with yeah. me if they want to do that. I'm, I'm fine with lying to children if it uh, produces a good result. 
Well, you know, that's, I mean, look, to be fair, Stephen King wrote this book to, to be sort of that, like a supernatural like PSA against bullying. Mm-hmm. What he did not do uh, was make, okay, so basically the gist of his story is that Carrie is pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed until she snaps. In the new, and she has no, from that point on, she has no control over what she's doing. Mm-hmm. She's sort of like, she's lost it. She, everybody is in her way and everybody is going to die mm-hmm. in this reimagining. And I don't mind, here's a spoiler alert and I don't give a shit. She lets people live and people live in the re, in the remake. And mm-hmm. the problem with doing that is that suddenly you make Carrie in control of what she's doing and she does still kill people. So then you feel no sympathy for her whatsoever because it's like, well, you're not somebody who's lost your mind. You're somebody who's in full control of what mm-hmm. you're doing. Right. And uh, that defeats the whole purpose of Carrie. Not that only that, like we're, we're, we live in a world where uh, if you beat a football team 91 to nothing, you, you might go to jail for it. Uh, <laughs> if you pour pig's blood on the, on the, uh, on the, on the weird kid, which he, uh, yeah. when she wins prom queen, uh, you may get a lethal injection for that. Like we've got a society set up that will, that will do all the murdering for you. Carrie was unnecessary in this day and age, you know? Yeah, totally. Well, you know, that's the thing is it, it's, um, it is, we've become a, a country of pussies that a director of a major studio and, and, and indeed the executives of a major studio don't think that we can handle a story about a girl who's pushed too far mm-hmm. and fucks everybody up. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what you want to see. Go back and watch the original. Sissy Spacek is amazing. Piper Laurie plays her mother is amazing. Um, it, it, it like you just you feel so bad for Carrie from start from the first frame all the way through the movie. Like even when she's going psycho killer and killing mm-hmm. everyone. Right. You feel awful for her. You feel terrible. In this one, I don't feel bad for her. Chloe Moretz, she's too cute. I was like, you're going to be fine. Not only you that, know? like in this one, I'm like, okay, she's probably got straight A's. She's probably going to get a scholarship to an Ivy League right. university. She's really hot. She's going to be like yeah. a really hot chick. So, uh, you know, she'll be she'll be like a, a crazy, she'll be like a half crazy trophy wife to some doctor. Yeah, it's at, like, at, get, at the it's worst. Like, just the get worst. through high school and you will be fine. You're cute. You're smart. You've got a lot going for you. You get through high school and get away from that crazy mother. You're going to be all right. In the original, Sissy Spacek is like greasy, greasy hair, like pimples on her face, country, kind of a country bumpkin in the way she speaks. I mean, she sounds like she did a couple of years later when she played Loretta Lynn. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's just like it was just so much more. It was so more. It was it was better understood by Brian De Palma in the original mm-hmm. than it was this director. She obviously didn't understand what the story is supposed to be, and that makes me angry. Yeah, this was a this was an instance of uh, I think of a bunch of people making a movie, and the people making the movie didn't understand how what it's like to have a shitty life. Like they just don't even right. get they just don't even get how it's a shitty life. By the way, which 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 also I'll, I'll say this briefly. I saw the movie CBGB as well, and yeah, this was made by a bunch of people who don't realize how shitty the Bowery was in the 70s, how how uh, probably everybody who ever played at CBGB had probably attempted suicide at some point, had a fucked up background yeah. and whatever. And yes, I'm talking about even David Byrne, who really had that, he's got that slick image. Uh, it, it was a really Nickelodeoned up uh, version of CBGB. It was very cornballed. And uh, I, I think I think these people actually thought they made a good movie. And they don't understand. They just don't understand what it's like to have a shitty life. They've never been like beat up before. Like I've been beat up before. Like it sucks. Makes you feel like yeah. you're gonna die. Uh, uh, yeah, kind of sucks. So if you never had your ass kicked, um, 
Stop! Stop expressing yourself. You you have nothing to tell. We have no yeah. message. Like, go get, go out, get in the octagon of life, not of like MMA. I just mean like you know, step in the octagon once in a while, take your lumps, see your own blood for once, not your period blood. Uh, I just mean your blood, your injury blood, and then uh, and then and then come back and tell the tale. Go out and sin a little, and then tell us what's up. You know. Well, it's you know, it's funny that you say that, but you actually bring it up, and that's that's it's, it's very true. You know what? The only other major film that this director made prior to Carrie, no, remember Boys Don't Cry? <laughs> really? Yeah, you remember that? The the, the Hillary Swank, uh, she won her first Oscar for it. It was about yeah. the the crossdresser. Um, that was a movie that somebody, um, directed by somebody who understood what it's like to have a hard mm-hmm. life, but somewhere over the last. 14 years since that movie was made somebody got some money mm-hmm. and forgot yeah. so i think step one is go out and get your ass kicked so you learn about life and mm-hmm. i think step two is don't ever out don't ever forget that lesson mm-hmm. you know it's like even even you know t- 20 years down the road when you've forgotten what that feels like you need to know <laughs> you know you need to always have that with you because look my brother is a perfect example of somebody who's never had his ass kicked and doesn't know his boundaries, and he constantly gets in trouble because of it. Mm-hmm. I want my brother to one day get his ass kicked before he's too old and before it becomes serious, like in a mm-hmm. bar fight. I want him to get his ass kicked so he stops getting in trouble mm-hmm. and gets sent to jail in Texas where he becomes somebody's bitch for the rest of his life. Mm. So there we are. Great. Well, let's step out of JD's office. <laughs> Thanks for having us, JD. You teach us about life and film. And now it is time for The Probe starring Nathan Frizzell. Welcome to The Probe. I'm Nate Frizzell, where we go deep. Let's add this to the Kanye West file. Um, Singer Chris Brown and a bodyguard were arrested Sunday morning and charged with felony assault in Washington, D.C. Brown and bodyguard Christopher Hollisey allegedly attacked a man with their fists. Well, thank God it was just their fists. Outside the W Hotel uh, at 425 a.m., Parker told police that, uh, oh, the police incident report identified the alleged victim as Isaac Adams Parker. Parker told police that he tried to jump into a photo that Brown was posing for with a female fan on the sidewalk when the singer said, I'm not down with that gay shit, and I feel like boxing. So he turns to the guy. He says, I'm not down with that gay shit. I feel like boxing. So he starts beating the man, and then the, the bodyguard jumps in. Parker said that Brown then punched him in the face with his closed fist. The arrest could have serious legal consequence for Chris Brown since he is serving probation for the felony domestic violence conviction related to his 2009 attack on former girlfriend Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Brown also narrowly avoided legal action in a fight with openly gay hip-hop star Frank Ocean last year. Uh, when you have all this money, when you have all this fame, and you continue to act like a simple-minded thug uh you know they really should just take everything from you that's 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 what i think they should just take everything from you you know go to jail have your bank account frozen you know that's it you had your chance you blew it get out Mm. that's what i think yeah Uh, a couple things first off unfair to uh unfair to compare him to uh kanye west uh for obvious reasons, the um, the worst things that Chris Brown has done, um, nothing compared to anything Kanye West has done. I don't even know if Kanye West has ever done anything wrong per se. Uh, but uh, I mean, Chris Brown, if somebody would have 
chosen to press charges against him isn't convicted would be a convicted felon at this point. So um, I just uh, I guess my comparison is more along the lines of uh, they're both celebrities who don't understand the the chances that they've been given mm-hmm. and they don't and and they they consistently treat people like shit. Uh, well, we, this is, this is our generation. This is the generation in which we were born. Um, it was very, it was very important, uh, to our parents for us to have high self-esteems, which has proven to be not really that good a project that is not really produced good results. Uh, I mean, no joke, Nate, do you know the, the group of people, whether it's like the, the group that has the highest self-esteem, it's not an ethnic group. It's not a gender. It's not. It's violent criminals. That's who has the highest self-esteem. Hmm. Yeah. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Our parents. Way to go. <laughs> Way to go, baby boomers. You pieces of shit. It's true. You know, I've I've noticed that a lot of people. Uh, I know one person in particular who I will not name, uh, who is a total uh, sociopath, in that he only sees himself, and he. It's not you. Don't worry. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm self-righteous. Um, I'm self-righteous. I'm not sociopathic. That's right. There you go. Mm-hmm. No, no. Uh, it, it is a friend that you you don't actually know. It's somebody that that lives out here. Um, oh, who, good. Who, I get I, I get stop guessing. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Right. No. 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 I, and I got that that guess that you mouthed to me, but uh, we we shall not repeat it here. <laughs> um, no. But th- 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 this particular person uh, was brought up to believe that the the one thing that mattered was to be successful at mm-hmm. any cost. And as a result, he's become very good at stepping on people, on luring people in, uh, people of power, of influence, luring God. them in, stepping on them. And you know what? And people some, keep coming back for more. There's somebody and like that. There's somebody like that in Hollywood. Can you believe that? Oh. I mean, I'm, I know I'm blowing your mind here, but uh, anyway, this is the only person that I know personally that acts mm. this way, and it blows my mind because you and I were both raised. If you know, if you work hard and you're a good guy. You're going to get ahead, but that's not really the way that it. I mean, you, yes, you might get ahead in that you won't ever be broke, and you know, so, I mean, you won't ever be poor and begging on the streets, but you also certainly won't ever be You, you don't necessarily, you won't necessarily be successful. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you're right. You make a good point there. Uh, uh, I, I, it's maybe, like maybe we should teach our kids to be assholes. Or no, I'll teach. I'll, I, I will teach my kids. Hey, look, uh, you're worth what you do. And even if you do a lot, the world's going to be fine once you're gone. Uh, not that we won't miss you, but um, the place isn't going to fall apart without you, just to yeah. let you know. And you need to know that. And uh, also, uh, I love you, but nobody else on the face of the planet gives a shit about you. So just know that, too. So, um, <laughs> And I mean nobody. And I mean nobody. <laughs> Trust me, even if you're famous, it's really only me and uh, your mom, whoever she is. Um, uh <laughs> And my family doesn't even care about her because she's black. Anyway, so that's what I'll be telling my kid. Okay, now, um, but like, uh, you know, how many times is this is all, this is something about this that annoys me about uh, about the, I mean, how many times have you heard somebody fifty years old or so bitch about the uh, the entitlement generation and the participation trophy generation? You know, how many times right. you've heard, heard this a million times? Who handed out the trophies, Nate? Who bought those trophies? Yeah, we're not handing them out to ourselves. Yeah. So fuck you, old people who are just now learning how to get on Facebook. All of you. This is you. So, Uh, 
I definitely like. I mean, I definitely they have a point to a certain degree, but it's like you know, the, you guys are the reason for it. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not a parent yet, so you can't blame me for how kids are being raised. I remember, <laughs> I remember being fussed at by my parents for not being grateful for all the trophies I had. Uh-huh. I remember thinking, like, look, I didn't even. We placed like third from last in the league. Why did I? Why did I get a trophy for this? And why did we have a ceremony in front of the rest of the league handing out these trophies to us? We sucked. I'm yeah. angry that we sucked. It's embarrassing that we sucked. This okay. trophy represents the fact that we sucked. Why would you give me a trophy for sucking? And I, I wouldn't actually verb, you know, verbalize that to my parents because I get grounded or something like that. And they're like, "Hey, uh." You need to be grateful for all these trophies we've given you. Like, you're not supposed to give me trophies. You're not <laughs> supposed, supposed to, to give earn me. Them. A, yes. You give yeah. me the the roof I'm, I'm under. You give me the hot water. That's a, that, that, well, well, that's it. I mean, a yeah. couple of a couple of potatoes a day. That'll that'll be it. You know. <laughs> that's what you're maybe supposed a, to maybe give a me. Meat every now and then. You're not supposed to make me feel like I'm, you know, good at anything. That's my job. No. Okay. Yeah, exactly. No, that's true. You know, like let kids earn their shit. It's going to be, it won't be easy when they're kids. Cause yeah, you know, it, it, it'll be this, uh, this trial and error game where you have to, yeah. uh, you know, you have to fall on your face in order to stand up tall. But once you learn that as a kid, you'll know how to do it as an mm-hmm. adult. And that's us talking about Chris Brown. Hey, there was some bad news this weekend. What happened, man? Yeah. A couple of celebrity deaths, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marsha Wallace, Mm-hmm. best known for playing Bob Newhart's receptionist on the Newhart show and for voicing Miss Edna Kerbapel mm-hmm. on the Simpsons. Uh, she passed away uh, after a long battle with breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mr. Lou Reed of Velvet Underground uh, passed away at 71 and they have not disclosed the cause of death yet. But uh-huh. uh, yeah, he had a liver, so he, had, he, he had a, he had a liver transplant in May. So that's yeah. kind of a, that's kind of a clue. You would assume it had something to do with that, yeah. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, when, when you're Lou Reed and you're 71, um, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to bet against you. No offense, Lou. Uh, but right. um, uh, Well, he, he's the opposite of Keith Richards, who somehow managed to do so many drugs that he pickled himself. And now he's, <laughs> now he's living and he's strong. Uh, Lou Reed, on the other hand, maybe did just a little bit just just a little fewer drugs, you know, <laughs> and so he didn't quite reach that pickled stage. Um, I was talking to Steve. I was talking to Stephen Laverne yesterday. That's uh, Stephen, Stephen Laverne, Laverne, by the way. Um, he uh, he texted me yesterday. We were talking about I just hit puberty, by the way. We were talking about Lou Reed. Um, and uh, Stephen said, I don't understand what this says. He said, Lou Reed does to cadence what Jagger does to vowels. Um, Trying to get that. Yeah, me too. I'll uh, maybe we'll talk about it next week once we figured it out. And I've actually asked him what he means. So that's Stephen. <laughs> Stephen any, Laverne. Laverne. If any of you hootineers uh, know what that means, please feel free to write us at Nate and Adam at theregstick dot com uh, or give us a call at two two five two four four nine four six nine. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Oh, Lou. I love the Velvet Underground. Um. My, my favorite album by them is Loaded. My favorite song by them is probably Sunday Morning, which is the first song in their first album, the one with Nico. My favorite Lou Reed solo song, Crazy Feeling from the Coney Island Baby album uh which i love riding my bike in the summer listening to that song that's a good one my favorite song of his was you're gonna miss my lovin mm-hmm. uh do you get uh, it they go right over your head shit yeah it totally yeah blue rolls sorry oh okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, that's you were funny. trying to think of what that song was weren't you 
<laughs> yeah, it's real funny that. Well, okay, now back to Marsha Wallace. That's Ed Nicarabapa. That's Bart's teacher. Now we're getting to, we're getting to the point where I'm starting to think like, okay, like I remember being bummed out when Phil Hartman died because uh, I was like, oh no, Troy McClure is dead, Lionel Hutz yeah. is dead, and now okay, Ed Nicarabapa is dead. Okay, um, one of these days, Nate, you're gonna see uh, either Julie Kavner, who is Marge, mm-hmm. uh, Nancy Cartwright, who is little Bart. Yardley Smith, who is Lisa, or God forbid, Dan Castellaneta, who is Homer. One of those yeah. guys. One of those guys is going to kick the bucket at some point, and I'm going to be okay. devastated because there's no way there's no way they can do the show without one of those four. Um, then there's two on the outside. There's Harry Shearer, who is not Harry Shearer, excuse me, who is not a Simpson, but he's half of Springfield. And then there's Hank Azaria, who is the other half of Springfield. Or Hank Azaria. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so. You, the, you got those six voices who are kind of vital to the show. Um, they need to have a plan in place, and maybe they do, because uh, um, um, one of the producers, um, Al Jean, who if you ever listen to the audio commentary of a Simpsons, of a Simpsons uh, DVD, it's like, I'm Al Jean. So Al Jean, <laughs> Al Jean uh, had said earlier uh, a few months ago that they were going to actually have a, an important character die this season. And then Marsha Wallace dies, and she had had cancer for a while, but... Um, he did come out and say that it wasn't her. That's not who he was talking about. So I guess there's some other character going to die. So interesting. Well, you know, I mean, the fact that these actors have made so much money off of The Simpsons means that they probably will not leave ever leave the show mm-hmm. uh, until the show is done. Right. You know, until uh, so. Hopefully, you know, I don't ever want The Simpsons to end. If The Simpsons went on for the rest of my life, even if it got mm-hmm. bad. I would be totally fine with it being yep. on the air. Well, it already got um, bad from 1997 to 2003, and uh, so we survived that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'll say, and I'll say, this is this is this this show holds such a special um, place in my heart because I'm the same age as Bart. Bart is two months older than I am. Bart was born April wow. 1st, 1980. I was born June 4th, 1980. And when the show came out, Bart and I both had spiky hair, so everybody at school would would you know. <laughs> They, I was Bart Simpson to them, and it kind of mm-hmm. ended up making me the class clown. I think everybody in the class expected me to be what Bart was, and um, the, yeah. uh, I, I remember watching the first episode on December eighteenth, nineteen eighty nine, uh, the uh, Simpsons roasting on an open fire, the Christmas episode, and I've I've been a huge fan of the show since. I, I I've I'm now I'm now a couple of years away from being Homer's age, which blows <laughs> my mind. So. Yeah. Uh, they never get older. I love that. I love yep. that they always stay the same. Okay. And that was, that was the probe starring Nathan Frizzell. Hey, we got to take a break, dude. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, stick, uh, stick around. We're going to have um, a little remote version of C. Emily play and some balls. You're listening to the Bicoastal Hoot Nanny starring Nate and Adam. Lisa says that she's on.
Here at the Red Stick Podcast, we're more than just a trio of debased guys drinking and swearing into a microphone. We also explore more enlightened topics like science and technology. If they can put the technology of a woman saying, come in my pussy, into intergalactic space travel, we would have colonized the universe by now. So join us every week for the Red Stick Podcast on iTunes or at theredstick.com. Dropping science like Galileo dropped the orange. Hola, greetings, guten tag, hello. You like laughing? Of course you do. You're not a fascist, or maybe you are. But even fascists like a good joke now and then. The Family Dinner Comedy Troupe is ready to provide that fascist joke in addition to many patriotic ones and a number of morally neutral humorous comments. The Family Dinner is the premier improvisational comedy troupe of Baton Rouge. We perform weekly at the local Laser Tag. Join us Friday nights for sketch, music, and extemporaneous fun with audience interaction and very little personal injury. Check us out online at facebook.com slash familydinnerimprov. Coastal Hootenanny starring Nate and Adam. We are in the second half of a very special episode. Uh, let's get right to uh, our, our, our lovely lady of uh, the Bicoastal Hootenanny, our first lady, if you will, Emily Ann Sanders Heinemann from the Virgin Islands. Hey, see Emily play. Emily tries but misunderstands. She's often inclined to borrow somebody's dreams. Hey guys, this is Emily calling you from a See Emily play from the Virgin Islands. I'm not to St. John yet. I'm waiting because we somehow missed the ferry we were supposed to take to get there. So I'm still in St. Thomas. And uh, one of my main things is um, I really hate you guys. Y'all are major tools because the past few shows I've been on or listened to, you've discussed flying and problems with flying and planes crashing. No, I never cared about that. But, uh, yeah, so now we do. And uh, I was nervous about it all day. Our, our first plane, my, my phone, I was listening to music, Skinner song came on, started freaking out, turned it off, was like, no. And uh, we're in Miami, and our plane has a flat tire. So we had to wait forever for the flat tire to get undone. And then we had some, some turbulence, the whole ride. <sighs> then I think we're, we're about to be free. And uh, they say it's about 20 minutes till we get to St. John. I mean, St. Thomas. Very excited. I think it's all right. Then, uh, then we hit some like super turbulence. Like I was up out of my seat, grabbed Brian's leg. It was like a roller coaster. And I thought, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Because dumb Nate talked about planes crashing constantly. So now I'm going to die in the ocean. But, uh, but I didn't die. And uh, I landed here. So y'all can suck. Suck it. Suck it hard. But uh, anyway, y'all made me nervous about that. 
Um, the flight attendant gave me some super attitude uh, when we were on the plane. They, uh, they started down my aisle. The woman next to me, because we were in that escape door aisle where you get more leg room, but you have to be willing to, like, you know, save lives. No, I said I could do that, which made me even more nervous about us crashing because I'm on the save lives aisle. You know, so Emily's drunk. If we do, then I'm in charge Wait. of these people. But nothing happened. So, uh, anyway. So, the ladies next to us are getting their drink on. They're, they're going up to the first class, getting extra vodkas to go with their orange juice. And I'm thirsty. I, I want some water. Well, they're walking down the aisle. Somehow they don't ask me. Brian's asleep. He's laying all on top of me. Can't get a water. They move on to the people behind me. And I was like, well, maybe they're coming from the back. I'm not sure. I never really saw them ask the drunk woman. But somehow the drunk woman have drinks. And... Then we hit the turbulence. So I was like, well, I guess I put the cart away. They'll, they'll come back and get me later. But they didn't. So uh, I hit the uh, call button. Lady comes over and uh, tell her, hey, can I please have a water? And she just looked at me because it, you know, obviously wasn't water time. And I was like, oh, well, no one came and asked me earlier, you know, for one. And she looked at me. She was like, uh, yes, they did. They did. They asked you. And I was like, no. And I was like, I've been awake the whole time. No, no one stopped to ask me for a drink order. I just like water, please. She's like, they asked you. The women next to you, they got their drinks. And I was like, hey, those women are going up to the front to get extra vodka. All right, I'm sorry if Drunky McGee goes up to the front. Brian has but, to put up with uh, this every you day. Just give me a water, damn it. I mean, there was a woman in line for the bathroom, and she said the woman gave me attitude. I mean, that was nice. Y'all know I'm a nice person. That stewardess needs to get off my jock and just get me a damn water. But she got me a water. She didn't put any fucking ice in it, but I got a water. So, anyway. Saw man pee his pants. So, that was pretty, I guess, exciting on the plane. He, he needed to go to the bathroom, and he couldn't get the door open. Couldn't figure it out. and yeah, So, that happened. I did feel bad for him. So, but... But I was near the bathroom, so I got to watch all the bathroom festivities. This is a really long voicemail. Uh, me and my, my new friend I made, who was waiting for the bathroom, there's an older lady who went in there, and she never came out. She never came out. and, 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 and I mean, I started to think that maybe, maybe, maybe she was dead. I mean, the lady and I were talking, like, do we need to talk to a flight attendant? Ask them. If Brian's they tuned need to do something. But obviously, yeah. since the way they respond to water requests, no. I don't know what they do for a dead person in the bathroom request. Probably just put a do not use sign. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, the, the the lady came out. I got a water. We've we've landed. I'm I'm on an island, not the right island, but an island, and I made it safe. So y'all have a y'all have a good week, and I love y'all, e- even though y'all are tools and made me nervous the whole trip. So goodbye. All right, well, that was, uh, <laughs> that was, oh, that's classic. It's Emily, San- Emily Ann Sanders Heinemann from, uh, St. A bottle uh, of vodka. St. John or St. Thomas. She's in, she what, whichever it is, she's in the wrong one. She's in, she doesn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> she couldn't even remember. Uh-huh. Man. Um, that was, that was some good work by that girl. If that woman ever has children and then they go to elementary school and then, 
any kind of mishap happens at that elementary school and then she has to go talk to a teacher, that teacher's going to kill themselves. You know, like. <laughs> I just, I, I sat on a plane and I couldn't get a vodka. I couldn't get a water and you made me nervous. Okay, no, we're talking about Emily Ann Sanders Heinemann, not, uh, not Jerry Van Dyke's portrayal of Luther Van Dam from Coach Nate, which, by the hey. way, you just nailed. Uh, that's what I was aiming for, but okay. I, I feel like they're one and the same. Uh, now, um, no, Emily doesn't know shit about the 4-3 or the 3-4. Um, Which makes it brilliant. Uh-huh. Right, okay. So, um, you know, they say, uh, so hold on. Uh, Marsha Wallace, Lou Reed, you know, uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky, local celebrity, Emily Ann Sanders. Oh. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You know, that comes in threes. Maybe maybe we've seen the last of Emily. Holy crap. Emily, just stay in St. Thomas. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Or St. John, or wherever you are. Yes, please. Yeah, actually, yeah, for the good of the country. Blah, 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 blah. I didn't get my water. God. (laughs) Come on, y'all. I love it. She she was at the point where she was like, she was so drunk, and whatever she was doing, she was walking, and she was kind of out of breath. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh God bless that girl. She, um... I don't think I've ever heard her so uh, adamant about anything on this show. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty uh, rough. Well, look, uh, you know, what I said earlier about celebrities, look, uh, I've heard that uh, John McVie, the bass player from Fleetwood Mac, has cancer. Uh, and uh, also, uh, we're familiar with the uh, health of your average uh, former professional wrestler. So hopefully one of those people dies, and it doesn't have to be Emily. So uh, Godspeed, John McVie. Hopefully he dies very soon. So. Adam, show us your balls. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Balls. I am Adam Tootinetti Wilson, America's Balls caster. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, the uh, the World Series is gearing. Look, fuck it. Look, let's just look. We're not we're kind of running out of time. Let's just go right into a little thing we like to call first down and balls. Oh, God. OK. Uh, oh, God. Hey, all right. You know, it happened again. So uh, last week, last week, a few of us, you know, we had Jeremy White, our executive producer. We had him on. He made a few mistakes. Uh, His South Carolina Gamecocks lost to my Missouri Tigers after a great comeback on Missouri. His Pittsburgh Steelers lost to my Oakland Raiders. And his South Terrebonne Gators lost to your Nate's Morgan City Tigers. Nate, you made a few mistakes yourself. Your Stephen F. Austin Lumberjacks lost to Jeremy's Central Arkansas Burrs. Your Atlanta Falcons, of course, lost to Jeremy's Arizona Cardinals. Your Jesuit Blue Jays lost to my Rumble Raiders. And... Your St. Louis Cardinals in Game 4 of the World Series last night lost to Jeremy's Boston Red Sox. Otherwise, we got the other three games right, which is interesting. I myself only made two mistakes. My Northwestern State Demons lost to your Nates, Sam Houston State Bearcats, and my Virginia Tech Hokies blew a game against Jeremy's Duke Blue Devils. Huge upset, one of the biggest upsets of the season, and Duke's first win over a ranked team in football since 1994. Okay. Wow. Now we're on to this week's games. I decided since um, oh, I decided to put uh, I, I put the independents in since they're not in a conference and we otherwise weren't going to add this. So I put all the independent teams and I uh, put it in the Ivy League since they're all smart. And uh, you know what, Nate? Um, oh, by the way, last week's score: uh, me or J- Jeremy five, me four, Nate you zero, which brings the total score for the season to uh, me sixty four, you six. Okay. Um, this is the week. Right here. I feel it. Yeah. So, Nate, uh, why don't you just pick all the games? Go ahead. Do it. <laughs> all right. Fine. 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 Script. First off, first off, we're going to start off with the independents. Nate, go. 
All right, but so, I, I want to ask so, you a question before we go. Uh-huh. Uh, so if I get these wrong, you're going to, like, quadruple your score on me. No, oh, but here's my point. Most of these are easy, and you get all the easy picks. That's your. That's been well, first your of all, who the hell knows this independent section? Nobody knows. Nobody cares about these nobody's guys. Heard of, nobody's heard of Notre Dame or Army Well, okay, or uh, Notre Dame is different. Army Army's like, what, two and six? All right, let's go. Fuck it. Let's go. Uh, I, Adam Wilson, I'm going to take my Army Black Knights over your Air Force Alcon- Falcons. Yes, Falcons. yes, yes. Also, maybe the Alcons, too, if they're uh, if they're like McDonough 35 and their their eye falls off, so they're the Ron Eagles. Okay, keep going. They're, they're, the, they're the Air Force Alcons. Uh-huh. Uh, I will take my Notre Dame Fighting Irish over your Navy Midshipmen. I will take my Texas State Bobcats over your Idaho Russet Potatoes. Come on, that's Vandals. Come on, man. All right, uh, on to the Ivy League. Nate, go towards me. Uh, Adam, you, I will take my Yale snobs over your Columbia sissies. That's 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 Bulldogs or Eli over Lions. I will take my Pennsylvania Quakers over your Brown Bears. Yes. Uh-huh. I will take my Princeton Tigers over your Cornell Big Red Rocket. Yeah. Uh, I will take my Harvard Crimson Wave over your Dartmouth Mean Green. <laughs> it's just crimson, but okay, you know that though. All right, on to the state of Louisiana. Nate, go towards me. I will take my Troy Trojans over your ULM Warhawks. Ooh. I will take my ULL Raging Cajuns over your New Mexico State Migration. Aggies. I will take, whatever. I will take my Tulane Green Wave over your Florida Atlantic uh, Light Loafers. Come on, Owls. We do this. And we say Florida Atlantic every week, and you never yeah, get it. Nobody they're, pays they're, attention always, to Florida Atlantic. Always the Owls. On to the Southeastern Conference. Nate, go towards me. I'll take my Kentucky Wildcats over your Alcorn State Nobodies. Braves or Brave. I'll take okay. my Texas A&M Aggies over your Texas El Paso Border Patrol. That's the UTEP Miners, Nate. Come on. I will take my Georgia Bulldogs over your Florida Gators. Cocktail my party. My Missouri Tigers over your Tennessee Volunteers. My South Carolina Gamecocks over your Mississippi State Bulldogs. My Auburn Tiger Sissy Plainsman whatever over your Arkansas Razorbacks. And rounding out the top 14, Nate, you've got the board. Go towards me. I will take my uh, Clemson Tigers over for your Virginia Veterans. Cavaliers, come on. We've done those like four times. Cavaliers. I know. Uh, I will take my Fresno State Bulldogs over your Nevada Inbreds. Come on, the Wolf Pack. Come on, that's Reno. I will take your Ohio, my, excuse me, Ohio State Buccaneers over your Purdue Boilermakers. Pause, pause, pause. Hold on, hold on. What'd you just say? Say that again. Ohio State Buccaneers over Purdue Boilermakers. Ohio State what? Buckeyes. Fuck. Okay. I'm, I'm in Tampa Bay. Sorry. Good. 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 <laughs> Keep going. Good catch. Good catch. Mm-hmm. At least somebody's listening. Uh, and I will take my Florida State Seminoles over your Miami, Florida Hurricanes. Uh-huh. That's very good. And on to Sundays, the National Football League starting with tonight's Monday night game. Nate, you've got the board. Go towards me. All right. I'm going to take my uh, shit. I'm going to take my Seattle Seahawks over your St. Louis Rams. I'm going to take – ooh, this is tough. Uh, I'm going to take my Cincinnati Bengals over your Miami Dolphins. Uh, I'm going to take my Kansas City Chiefs over your Buffalo Bills. Your, my Baltimore Ravens over your Cleveland Browns. My New England Patriots over your Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, my Indianapolis Colts over your Houston Texans. Uh my St. Louis Rams over your Tennessee Titans. My San Diego Chargers over your Washington Redskins. My, oh fuck, this game. 
Uh, I'm going to take my Oakland Raiders over your Philadelphia Eagles. That might be wrong, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, Another tough game. I'm going to take my Atlanta Falcons over your Carolina Panthers. I'm going to take my Dallas Cowboys over your Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to take my Seattle Seahawks over your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm going to take my New Orleans Saints over your New York Jets. And I will make that my... And that's the NFL on to the LHSAA. Nate, you pick your school, I'll pick mine. Go, high school. I will take my Jesuit Blue Jays over your brother Martin Crusaders always, every time, for the rest of time. Uh, the, the fighting Richard Simmonses. And I'll take my West Monroe Rebels over your Washita Parish Lions. And that, I'll make my strong. Okay, Nate, the World Series is tied 2-2. We got three of the four right last week with Jeremy. Uh, we've got three. We've got two, maybe three games uh, to play for the rest of the series. Nate, you've got the board. Go towards me. Pick all three games. For game five, I got uh, my St. Louis uh, Cardinals over your Boston Red Sox. In game six, I will pick my Boston Red Sox over your St. Louis Cardinals. And in game seven, I pick the... St. Louis Cardinals over your Boston Red Sox. I love that. You've got the you've got the St. Louis Cardinals in seven games, and that was first time at balls. Balls. And those were my balls. That's uh, th- well, I guess thanks for the charity. I, I don't know what else to say there. I'm, I may just let you do this for like three straight weeks and see if you can catch up. Now, wow, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow you out of the water this week. Okay. It's those little games that are gonna kill me. Uh, you but- know, it's like. It's not. It's not. What do they say? It's it's the nicks and the cuts that kill you. Yeah. It's not. It's not the slashes. Uh. By the way, this is uh, West Monroe's playing Washita this week. I'm going to talk about this tomorrow and Tuesday on Tootinetti Tuesday a little bit about uh, why I hate Washita so much. But that's that's um generally uh, it's one of those like um, West Monroe and Washita very hated. You could argue that Ruston is our biggest rivalry, but um. Um, Washita, that is the one. Oh man, there's a lot of lot of good hate there, and of course we haven't lost haven't lost to, to Washita since 1994, since I was a freshman in high school. So, uh, wow. Uh, hopefully it'll be good to stick it to them. And they're like, yeah, but y'all hold back in eighth grade. Here's the thing, they hold back in eighth grade too. They're just not that good. So <laughs> they don't hold back the right ones. Yeah, exactly. Uh, who do? You, by the way, you're a, you're a Jesuit grad. Uh, who do who mm-hmm. do you guys hate the most? Is it Shaw? Is it Brother Rumble? Martin? Is it Holy Cross? It's Brother Martin. This is it. Yeah. Is this it, is it. So Brother Je- Martin and Rummel, Rummel is a close second. So Jesuit and Brother Martin, is it like you each just try to outgay each other? Is that what it is? <laughs> uh, no, you know what it is? Uh, Brother Martin can do everything we can do, just not as good. Uh-huh. They're always like, like while I was there and on the wrestling team, we'd won like 16 straight state championships. Uh-huh. They were always the runner-up. Now, these, this is like, like, hold on, this is like the real bracket or this is the consolation bracket? <laughs> no, this is the real. This is that's the an, real, the real championship. That's an inside joke. I know what you're talking about. In fact, there's a thing called, I, I forget what it's called. It's like something like the, it's something, it's not the Sears trophy, but it's some other kind of trophy, which like an you know, overall athletic achievement uh, along a whole athletic department. And Jesuit very commonly wins that trophy for best overall athletic uh, program in uh, in Louisiana. So, Yeah, it's true. Uh, we are always We always have at least three or four programs programs that win a state championship mm-hmm. um and then the rest of the the sports do fine right you know our football our, i don't know i couldn't tell you when the last time we even went to the playoffs well well the the, well, the last time we went to the finals let's put yeah. it that way 
Um, but uh, but every other like the you know both our state champ uh, both our wrestling and swimming teams have had like you know twenty of the last thirty state championships. So right, um, right. if not more. But uh, but yeah, we're a pretty pretty solid sports department across the board. We got we got them athletes. Good deal. Well, hey, uh, let's get out of here. We got to go. I got a uh, we got a whole day ahead of us now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got anything fun coming up this week? Uh, yeah, actually, tomorrow I'm going to I'm going to sit in the uh, I'm going to sit in the Letterman audience. I've done it a few times, but I'm going to oh. be I'm going to be going to the Ed Sullivan Theater. Um, scheduled to appear tomorrow night, Rob Lowe, uh, as well as the uh, the black guy oh, who shit. just the black guy who just won that IndyCar championship. I can't remember his name, but uh, you know, a black race car driver. So that's good. Um, <laughs> Um, but, uh, I, I've heard there, there's supposedly some controversy around him that, um, that he's not insured, like he's not an insured driver. Okay. Anyway, so, uh, and, uh, and a- 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 Alan Jackson, musical guest. So good. I doubt he'll play Chattahoochee, but you know, Alan Jackson, that kicks ass. <laughs> I wonder if Alan Jackson and the, uh, race car driver are going to get in there, get into it backstage. Right. Because every single person from the South is racist. That's right, Nate. Good job. Well, that's what the rest of the world believes, right? So uh-huh. it must be true. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I don't. I I don't have a whole lot to, coming up this week except for uh, scurry movies and uh, and uh, costumes and uh, and that's that's and shrugging my responsibilities as an adult. Shirking, mm-hmm. excuse me, shirking my responsibilities as an adult. Um, but uh, make sure you guys all stay tuned next week as we have on our special guest at one Adam Bruce Hose <laughs> joining us. I think wait, that would be brilliant. Wait, hold on. Oh, is he joining us? I think we should. I haven't discussed this with either you or him. Wait, why would you? Why would we have him join us? I don't know. I just there's something. I something tells me that there's something brewing. Are you talking? Are, are you talking about next week's LSU Alabama game? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. well, no. Look, we've we've talked about this, Nate, and we agreed on this. And I'm I'm surprised that you. This is unprofessional of you to say this on the podcast, but um, we uh look. If you are an Alabama fan and you would like to be on this podcast to talk about Alabama football, you need to have more credit hours at Alabama than Les Miles has national championships at LSU. So if you cannot meet that requirement, then we are uninterested in your opinions. Completely uninterested. Okay, great. That's all. There it is. is. But feel, feel a consolation in the fact that there's plenty of room on the sidewalks in the Yellowhammer State. Okay. <laughs> or, you know, you could always drop us a line and it might make the show at Nate and Adam at the com. Don't expect uh, don't expect us to play a voicemail as long as Emily's today. Good God, Emily. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna call us, uh, make sure you, you, you keep it short and sweet. That's yeah. how we like it here. Yeah. Just like our women. Does that is that right? Uh no, short and sweet. Know. Yeah. Sure. Uh, good. <laughs> That's fine. I, I don't That's all right. Follow my co-host on the Twitter at Tootnanny. Follow myself, Nathan Frizzell, at Nathan Frizzell. That's two Zs, two Ls. Uh, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes if you don't already, which you already should. Listen on Stitcher or follow us on theregstick.com. You can stream us live as well as all of our friends at the Regstick Podcast. Listen to Adam on Tootnanny Tuesdays. Listen to me on Frizzell Fridays. Everybody's happy. Um, that's going to be it for this week. Uh, for Adam Wilson in Brooklyn, New York, a drunk Emily Ann Sanders Heinemann somewhere in the Caribbean, I'm Nate Frizzell in Los Angeles, California. This has been the Bicoastal Hootenanny starring Nate and Adam. To all of our friends back home and to everyone in between, we say, Swing, swing you toi. toi.
your questions, comments, corrections, and to Nate and Adam at TheRedStick.com or call us at 225-244-9469. This has been the Bicoastal Hoot Nanny starring Nate and Adam. Next week, visit us at TheRedStick.com or subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow the show on Twitter at Hoot. This has been a production of The Red Stick.